29 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips. Donald Trump Jr. is rallying for Republican Rick Saccone on the eve of the special election. Two days after President Trump joined Saccone at an event in Moon, a story on Channel 11's website says that Trump Jr. will continue the efforts at an event today at Sarah's Candies in Cannonsburg, and they'll also visit Blaine Hill Volunteer Fire Department in Elizabeth Township. Saccone will face off against Democrat Connor Lamb in an unexpectedly close race for Pennsylvania's 18th congressional district that was left vacant by Tim Murphy. That after the scandal in which he allegedly asked his mistress to get an abortion when they thought she might be pregnant. Uh, Tomorrow is the special election for the 18th district, which covers parts of Allegheny, Washington, Green and Westmoreland counties. Get out and vote. This is not a primary election. This is a special election. So that means I'm, I'm think independents are allowed to vote in this because it's not a primary. Uh, polls open tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. and will remain open until 8 p.m. tomorrow night. If you're not sure if you're covered by the 18th district and uh, you should vote tomorrow, you can Google the Allegheny County Elections Board and you'll find a link to all the info you need. There's like a list of the cities that are covered. So It's, it's going to be so awkward when Trump hangs out with Saccone today because he's not so secretly telling everyone that he sucks (laughs) yeah i didn't realize that till yesterday i read three different articles about how the republican party is like this is not our guy well they say (laughs) just he hasn't been fundraising at all like a lot of these candidates have to hold their own they got to raise enough funds so that they can be competitive and they're just dumping money in and he's hasn't the party it's done enough Yeah. yeah this uh you know this technique that they've been using nationally with the super PACs has not, what's the past tense of bode? Baited well. Boded well for them. Is it also bode? Yeah, I think I think it's, yeah, something. It hasn't worked for them in Virginia <laughs> or Georgia, and they stuck with it. I think, I don't know, man. It's, it, it, you know, for a, a district that went 20 points the other way in the presidential mm-hmm. election, 17 points the other way for Romney before that, to even be close is an indicator of where things are. But the fact that he might win and he pulled ahead in some polls, I mean, that is, that's crazy. Well, after I, after I read this article, it made a little more sense about Saturday's rally in which the president was here and didn't really say you much talk about, about Mexico. Him. No. <laughs> the guy he's supposed to be no. waiting for him. Because like, huh. he thinks he stinks. Well, that makes sense now. <laughs> He's like, this jabroni is going to make me look bad because I got to go stump for him because I got to. And then if he loses, it's all going to be on me. That's why they're just trying to make th- th- these ads are, are among the most ridiculous and in- intelligence insulting I've ever heard with flat out lies in them. That's the other thing. How can super PACs put advertising on television and radio that completes that has complete lies in it. Yeah, companies aren't allowed to lie about their products. No. Yeah, there's truth in advertising. And, you know, I guess that goes for both sides, but boy, we've really seen it uh, in this probably- one. I mean, it's akin to be like, he's not even American. His name's not even Connor Lamb. <laughs> he's pro-ISIS. <laughs> well, I've never seen that kind of aggression or that language, even the Post-Gazette's endorsement of Saccone, which now that they have that, you know, uh, the the billionaire bad guy took over the Post-Gazette and has turned it into a, a right-wing rag, politically 
from a political commentary standpoint, because the dude from Toledo took it over from the Toledo Blade, who was the author of that. Hey, I know it's MLK Day, but listen to my racist idea op ed that he threw out there. Uh, They endorsed him with language that you would never see in a paper. The whole tone and tenor of everything has changed completely. It was so odd. The Washington Post wrote about how crazy the Post-Gazette's endorsement was. Dogs and cats living together, black is white. Again, remember, it is important to vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Just go vote tomorrow. Speaking of elections, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren isn't running for president in 2020. The senator revealed her intentions on CNN's State of the Union. Warren said she made a promise to Native American tribal leaders that every time the president wants to try to throw out some kind of racial slur and attack her, she's going to use it as a chance to lift up their stories. During that rally here Saturday night, uh, President Trump talked about Warren and brought back his favorite nickname for her, Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. A California airport will make the friendly skies happier, anyway, by bringing a sex toy shop to one of its concourses. Nena Joyner, who already owns a store called Feelmore Adult Gallery in Oakland, California, has staked out a space in San Francisco International Airport, and she makes a case for the location. She says when people get into an airport and the plane's delayed, you got three or four hours to kill. You're going to need something, not just a sandwich. You're going to need a vibrator, a condom, lubricant. She says her fun factory Ah. will be discreet and will not offer some of her usual bestsellers like handcuffs, since she can't have those in an airplane or an airport. She's currently trying to find a way to put together the $250,000 deposit needed to secure a spot at the airport. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's going to go through. No. Hey, I'm going to stop over at the Hudson News, (laughs) and then uh, I'm going to drop in and get a a rubber fist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you could just just fist bump everybody in the airport. Maybe a good way to avoid germs. It's a good... Good call. Okay, how you doing? You're like, fist. whoa, I don't know where that fist has been. I'm not fist bumping you. Well, wasn't that one time some, like, Laura Korn or one of those people came here and dropped off, like, a whole, or was it the lady from Sassy Sensations? Yes, Sassy Sensations. And they left, like, all these, like, sex items. toys here. Was I here? Yeah. yeah. And one of them was a rubber fist, right? Wasn't it? I, I don't your, remember what all was in it. Didn't Or did we just joke that? I think we joked because, yeah. We like, were just joking about how ridiculous. Did you leave it, it out in the DJ cafe? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anybody right. can take this. Here, it's up for grabs. Right. Yeah, because usually when food comes in or, or like you know swag that nobody wants, we'll put it out for grabs, and you know anybody can take it home. I, I don't. I don't know that we put the the dildos in. There are some aggressive ones. I do remember that. Yeah. I don't remember if I told the story on the air or not, but I bought a bottle of vitamins that I didn't like. <laughs> I put them in the kitchen, and somebody took them. <laughs> yeah, this place is scavengers. Just open vitamins. Opened, yeah. Absolutely. No note on them. No, like, nothing. Oh a lot of time, ketchup has been, like, people have brought in ketchup and it gets stolen. Things like that. Really? Yeah. There was a guy here who made a run on toilet paper for about two years. <laughs> Can't do that now because they're locked up in those giant rolls. Because of that dude. He used to <laughs> come here and steal all the toilet paper. And he'd be, like, walking out. Hey, how are you? You go out into the cafe, you just see somebody stirring their coffee with a neon pink vibrator. Hey, guys, good morning. 
In music news, Pearl Jam is sharing the band's first new song in five years with members of their official fan club. Uh, of course, it's now it's buffering. Buffering, yes. Buffer. But anyway. Uh, whoa! Whoa. Ah, man. Oh, oh, oh. Press those drums a little bit more. Jeez. And now you want me to please. Sounds like Cornell. Released over the weekend to 10 club fan club members. Uh, it's called Can't Deny Me. It appears to reference Donald Trump in the song. It was accompanied by artwork that shows a protest in action, but no information on an official release has been announced. This is a band's uh, first original tune since the release of the 2013 album Lightning Bolt. An internal investigation into U2 frontman Bono's One Campaign Advocacy Organization is finding an institutional failure. The probe into the nonprofit founded in 2004 revealed a pattern of abuse and misconduct among leadership in his Johannesburg, South Africa office between 2011 and 2015. Bono is said to be furious over this. In a letter to members posted over the weekend, the organization's CEO said that staffers were bullied and berated by managers, and one female employee was demoted for refusing to have sex with a visiting government official. A spokesperson for one campaign said Bono was made aware of the findings in November and has since apologized following the allegations. It's the one for me, or one for you, two for me campaign. <sighs> Paul Simon hitting the road for his homeward-bound farewell tour. He'll play PPG Paints Arena on September 17th. Tickets will go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., and you can get tickets at LiveNation.com. And WLUP, Chicago's legendary Mm -hmm. rock station, affectionately known as The Loop, signed off at midnight on Friday to make way for a Christian format. What? The last three songs played were Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil, <laughs> Iron Maiden's The Number of the Beast, <laughs> and ACDC's Highway to Hell. Oh, Beautiful. So going out uh, with a flourish there. The Loop debuted back in 1977. Legendary Her- yeah, station, Yeah, Heritage man. Rock Station gone. Oh, that is sad. The state of Chicago radio confounds me. I don't understand it. The town that is so famous for Second City Improv Olympic, just so much comedy comes from out of there, and it's like in the morning they just don't want those kind of shows. Man Cow's on in the afternoon now there, mm-hmm. I believe. Not anymore. And he was Eric, on the loop, wasn't he? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think he was. I'm sure he'll find a home. Like Jonathan Brandmeyer and guys like that. I know of a, who, who's a, a legend and a, and a, just a super funny guy and. Um, uh, Eric and Kathy was the other one there, and I think they split up. I don't think that's on the radio anymore. I don't know what it is about mornings in Chicago. They're just like, play songs. We don't want to listen to you talk. I'll bummer to hear that about the loop. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, Mr. Skin, that's where the the like uh, the people working for him are all uh, loop guys. Really? Yeah. And finally, today's National Napping Day. Good deal. My uh, favorite day of the year. Every year, the day following the return of daylight savings. Clouds I know and how sun. to celebrate this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clouds and sun, low 40s for the high today. It's 28 at DVE. It is a DVE morning show. And, you know, Pittsburgh has uh, one of the 
most accomplished songwriters in the country, uh, hailing right from its uh, East End, Bloomfield, correct? Is it? Is that, are you a Bloomfield Brookline. guy? Brookline. Brookline. All right. It's a Brookline guy, of course. And it's Weird Paul. Yes. Yep, that's his uh, famous song, I Got Drunk at Chuck E. Cheese. And we- Weird Paul <laughs> is joining us right now. And you get a round of applause, sir. Yes. Because you Legend. are Thank a you. Pittsburgh. You you're an institution. How do you like that? Yeah, well, I mean, you live here for almost 50 years. And then next thing you know, you're, you're in an institution. But <laughs> you have done something that has warranted, uh, I think, national attention. And we're efforting to help you achieve that goal. Wow. Currently, a documentary is uh-huh. uh, being made, or has been made. Correct. And it is about not just your music career. The thing that I have always found fascinating about you is you predated the internet and all of the sort of comedic, the YouTube vloggers, you were way ahead of the curve, and you were, do- you were doing it in your home with a video camera. Yeah. Way back in the day. True. So what year did you start vlogging? Uh, well, let's see. We got a video camera in 1984. Okay. Uh, my dad brought it home. Of course, he didn't want me to touch it. <laughs> it was very expensive back then. Yeah. But most people mm-hmm. didn't have one. It, was it the kind that had to connect to a over-the-shoulder, uh, like that you had to hold the VCR with it? Absolutely. Yeah, you it did. carry the VCR around with you right. while you mm-hmm. filmed. Uh, I remember one of the first things I filmed was a bowel movement. Oh, in the toilet, <laughs> and my dad took the camera away. That was he yeah. said, "You're not using this again." But sure. I, but I had that thing strapped to my hand pretty much. Do you day. did you could you have foreseen a time when videotaping a bowel movement would get you on MTV? Because that's <laughs> you you should have been famous right there. I mean, we could only hope for those kind of things back right. then. Right, yeah. we dreamed. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but you had that instinct. the 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 mundane, the regular. You're like yeah. uh, you know, like Andy, Andy Warhol yeah. uh, <laughs> of the video camera. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> so what other types of things did you use to vlog and, and video that would later sort of become stuff that you'd see, you know, everybody from Jackass to Jake Paul doing? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it was sitting down in front of the camera talking about what you did that day. I mean, that's uh-huh. what they call vlogging now. Right. But I filmed stuff like uh, we got a breakfast from McDonald's and I did a little review of it, which now is that's like one of the biggest things on yeah, YouTube the, and the, the internet. Yeah, the YouTube reviews. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I got we got packages in the mail. I un- unboxed them in front of the camera. Uh, I played a video game all the way through and won it, which is now something that everyone does. My yeah. nieces so. sit and watch other people play video games, um, like Twitch or some, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. That's entertainment know. now. So. Yeah, you would tape yourself listening to the DVE. Memorial Day 500. That's right. I brought this with me. It's my prized possessions. I know nobody can see it out there, but these oh. are the original lists that were sent to me Whoa. by WDBA. Oh, my God. Dude, they, they, my Lord. These are really my prized possessions of my life. I We got a campaign to get them to do this again. That's like the, right? the Yinzer Dead Sea sc- Dead scrolls. Dead Sea Scrolls, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what? Or how artifacts. many years do you have in there? Well, they started the Memorial Day 500 in 1985. This was oh, extremely... Left such an impression on me. I guarantee you, I, all those songs are going to be played today. <laughs> like whatever, whatever songs we're going to read out of the top ten, you'll hear them before the ride That's home. That's great. Well, you know, every year, Stairway to Heaven was number one. Is that? Did that? So, so what year did they finally yeah. break away? No, because sometimes they would put like 
Paradise City or something in there at number one. Yeah, okay. Well, that Did, was that was after I guess I wasn't listening, but it was eighty nine was the last one and they didn't they didn't offer to mail it out that year, so I still have it all handwritten because I'd handwrite it all wow. and then once I got it in the mail I'd throw the handwritten one away. No way. Yeah. So you That's just incredible. listen and jot down I'd song write down by song. Every single one. All five hundred. Well, there were years where I missed a few, but, you know, after a while, I had to come up with a way, like, I got to get some sleep. I'd put a videotape in and hook the VCR up to the radio and tape the audio onto a videotape. Wow. So that <laughs> I could get up so and listen to the rest. <laughs> but the best years were where they just didn't do it during the night. I was like, oh, I can get some rest. And then I go to sleep. But oh, dude, that is so amazing. awesome. But, yeah, that was, that was my favorite, favorite time of the year. I really looked forward to that. So, uh, what? Read the top ten of the last year you did. The last year? Yeah. Okay. No, no. Do the first one. That first I want to hear. This. So, eighty-five. What was the What was here. the final ten? Ten. Uh, it was Boston. Four play. Long time. I mean, first, you, you, first it was four play. Then it was long. Yes. Time. Right. Uh, then we had the Rolling Stones. Angie coming in at nine. Oh wow, Angie. Yeah. That was that high. Yeah. ZZ Top. Sharp dressed man. Number eight. Wow, and that was, was recent. And that's because yeah. it was 85, right? Because that would never have been in the top 10 right. otherwise. Yeah. And then we had Aqualung, Jethro Tull at 7. Oh, yeah, okay. Black Dog, Led Zeppelin at 6. Uh, ooh, Dream ooh. On, Aerosmith at 5. Frankenstein by Edgar Winter at 4. Holy cow. Know, right? that that's, is, that's a Pittsburgh thing. That's the Gonzaga that right there, thing. yeah. Greengrass and High Tides with Outlaws, number 3. Wow. Whoa. Very surprising. How did that get in there? Of course, Freebird at number 2. And um, yeah, we're we're that. That. okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's a hilarious 13 list. minute songs, the third, second, and first place. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we did them, we copied it. The radio station I worked for in Erie growing up, uh, it was Rocket 101, and it was uh, straight on uh, just a copy of DVE, worship DVE, and we'll play the same thing. So they did the same Memorial Day countdown, and I had to wow. do the uh, the countdown to number one a couple of different years, and so I was on the air for that. And it was great because the last 10 songs, and I smoked back then. So, like, <laughs> I would, uh, like, you could play a song and I'd go outside because it was the station was in the <laughs> grape fields. <laughs> you know, you could have a cigarette and lay on the ground. <laughs> and the song took eight minutes every time. So, whoever was running that back then, probably Herschel or somebody like that, <laughs> got themselves a nice uh, break for a while. So, uh, imagine when they played in a Gata Defita. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> go to your taxes. So, Weird Paul, how many albums have you recorded? Uh, I, I think I've personally put out about 26. Wow. Uh, I mean, I've been on like maybe 60, but those are, you know, uh, compilations and things, but yeah. But your type of songwriting, the stuff like, if you go on Spotify and search Weird Paul, you'll, cite, you'll see titles like, I got drunk at Chuck E. Cheese, I stole a Bunsen burner. I'm guessing that's a true story. Well, it wasn't me who stole it, of course. The character in <laughs> but, the song. Yeah, but you sure. know, it was true. Sure, of course. That's I was a teenage idealist. Um, the classic, Sucking Chest Wound. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. That's, <laughs> that's one great. of my favorite. Uh, my Father's Toe, um, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, and Piece of Meat in the Tang. Uh, is that is <laughs> is that from drinking so that Tang and so you got some meat in it? My, that was in my dad's. He was very he was horrified. W so what happened? I went right up to my room and wrote that song. We were just eating dinner, normal as normal, and and he pour, he went to get some Tang and there was a, a small piece of meat floating. There. <laughs> so so can I play a little of that on the air? Is there swear words? There's no swear words. All right. In any is there any swear words in any of your songs? Yeah, here and there, okay. here and there. There's a piece of meat in the tank. <laughs> There's a piece of meat in the tank. 
Yeah, I mean, you have that Daniel Johnson Beautiful. sort of uh, vibe to you. Did you ever get to, to hang out with Daniel Johnson? Yeah, I did. Uh, I drove to Philadelphia because I didn't know if I'd ever see him. I ended up opening for him a couple times here Oh, in no kidding. Yeah. That's a great, weird Paul and Daniel Johnson. Oh, my God, that'd be great. It was, it was a great time. But I, I drove to Philadelphia to see him because that was as close at the time as I thought you could get to see him. And we went mm-hmm. down in the basement. And he was just just us and him. There was nobody else there. And, you know, it was really nice talking to him. And he spilled ice water all over his comic books. Oh, no. Oh, he was yeah. upset. That must yeah. have upset him <laughs> so, terribly. It was, it was pretty cool. Just don't fly on a plane with him and you'd be fine. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought about taking all of your vlogs and, and, and creating a YouTube channel, like converting them to, to a digital format? Well, I mean, I've been doing that. Okay. I started doing that about six years ago. And do you and so, you have a YouTube channel? Yes. And if you just type in Weird Paul, it's going to come up Yeah, but I, I would imagine that the that it's not as impactful as it might have been because it's you predated all of this stuff. Before, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you look at an, or listen to an old comedian, sometimes you don't appreciate what was so great about him because so many people were inspired by him and I've already done this stuff. And you feel like, oh, well, I've seen this before. But you yeah. were doing this. You were a pioneer. Yeah. You were doing this stuff before sure. the damn internet was invented. Existed, yeah. Before Al Gore invented it. Oh, Just I, the I, unboxing thing, like I have I have two kids and yeah. they will sit in front of the computer for three hours watching kids just open toys. Sure. I mean I do it now I do it all the time. I mean the thing is once you start you know, getting a, a, a base of subscribers and everything, people start sending you stuff. Now I get boxes of stuff all the time, and oh, I unbox cool. in front of people. So, so you're creating a documentary, and there is a GoFundMe in an effort because this documentary is done. And it is. I, 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 it's not. I didn't make the documentary. Okay. It was a couple guys came out of Hollywood uh, who make documentaries. How did they find out about you? The same way uh, most people found out about me, I guess, from YouTube. Yeah. And. Uh, and they just, you know, they said, this is a fascinating story and we want to tell. It's actually the second documentary about me that's been made. There's one came out in 2006, played here in Pittsburgh. And Who in made that the one? Leeds International Film Festival. Uh, that was made by a filmmaker in Chicago, Stacey Goldschmidt. And that one was mostly about my music because the internet didn't exist yet. Right. I mean, not the internet. I'm sorry. YouTube. YouTube. Didn't exist yet. Yeah, 2006 it was around, but. Yeah. Uh, well, this was, I mean, we filmed the documentary in 2004. Okay. There was no YouTube yet then. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you. And so <laughs> now the new documentary is more about uh, YouTube and my vlogging and doing what I did in the 80s and how hard it is to get people to notice you mm-hmm. this, these days because there's so much, I mean, yeah. you could look at the internet for the rest of your life and not see everything. Are you wearing an autograph shirt? I am wearing an autograph shirt. I got this. Let me tell you how I got this autograph shirt. Mm-hmm. I used to make you know, all this other stuff I was doing in the 80s. I also made my own versions of music videos. We made over 600 for, you know, just name a band, and we probably over made 600. our own video for it. We lip synced. Slayed. We did. Run, run away. In fact, I just uploaded it to YouTube yesterday. <laughs> Not kidding. That's amazing. Amazing that you said that. Anyway, I made one for Turn Up the Radio by Autograph, and Autograph saw it. And they're still playing, I mean. Yeah. And so they saw it, and they said, we want to send the kid that made this uh, our new album and and a t-shirt. And and so I said, that was me, and they sent me this great t-shirt. Oh, my God. You have a trip to Hill's Department Store in 1986. I do, and I feel like that's one of the best things that I have, because I don't feel like anyone else filmed Hill's. 
department store. <laughs> right. I don't think that's something anyone films. So. Uh, weird, Paul. There might be a reason for that, you know. So yes. how much stuff do you have left that, that you still need to put online? Oh, yeah. lots, lots. I mean, it's not. I haven't even digitized everything yet. Right. 130 hours I filmed. All right, hold on. We're, we, well, let me do a commercial break. And I want to come back, and we're going to tell people how they can get involved, how they can donate, and I'll learn more. If you don't know about uh, one of the, one of Pittsburgh's most important artists. A weird, treasure. Weird, Paul. I, I have said I want to get you and Paul Luke on a bill. Okay. And do a weird Paul Luke. <laughs> <laughs> and just have you guys perform each other's songs. Wow. You know? Oh, that uh-huh. would be amazing. I think it would be uh, I think that would be a big ticket. All right, more with Weird Paul when we return. DVE. Yeah, it's the DVE morning show and uh Weird Paul is uh with us right now. This is Bowl Cut, the song <laughs> song Bowl Cut. And this is a I like that guitar. An ode to your haircut, right? That's right. That's right. And you've had a bowl cut for how many years? Uh, I mean, some people look back at the old videos in the early 80s and they say it was a bowl cut then. It really wasn't, but it was close. But uh, I've had this most of the time now for about 30, just about 30 years. Right. 30 years, yep. And this is... Uh, That's a commitment. <laughs> I remember when I wrote that, I was trying to play I Don't Know by Ozzy Osbourne, and I just couldn't figure it out, but I started yeah. playing this instead. So, so you just entitled better. it Bowl Cut. <laughs> and then, of course, the 22nd ode to your father's toe called My Father's Toe. <laughs> Oh, it's a little uh, crazy on you beginning. That's right. You got that. I like the guys get that. My father's toe. <laughs> My father's toe. <laughs> My father's toe. <laughs> what year did you record that? Uh, that was recorded in uh, January 1987. Is wow, it any? Has any that. big artist from Nashville wanted to re-record that? Uh, yeah, I think so. It was. Um, it was a George Jones. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. The possum doing my father's toe. Uh, Weird Paul, there's a documentary that is made that is seeking distribution. So there's a crowdfunding uh, effort underway. Is it Kickstarter? Yeah, it's o- that's it's over. It's it's, it's it, over. It met its goal. It's finished. It did. Yes. And so. So when is it going to be? This morning. That was beautiful. <laughs> When's it going to be released? I well, I don't have any information on any release date yet or anything like that. They're still waiting. They're trying to get it into some film festivals, but of course, they they are planning to have it play here in Pittsburgh uh, sometime in the near future. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. We should have a red carpet event. <laughs> if they <laughs> do it, I, yeah, I, I, I want to yeah. be there for that. I want to get a limo. Yeah. Did you? Uh, so let me ask you this: Did you keep a diary every day? Every day. I mean, there's there were there were a few. Parts in my life where I, I battled depression a lot throughout my life, and there were times yeah. when I just got it was just too much for me. I couldn't even write it down. But uh, I kept a diary most of my life now since 1982. And you tweet out your daily entries from back in the day. A lot of times you'll be like today, and because sometimes you have DVE playlists on. There. Sometimes there were they were DVE related uh, tweets or, or journal entries. I yeah. tweet them. Yeah, I tweet them to you. Yeah, I know it's great. No, I love seeing them. Because, again, it's the exact same songs that we play today <laughs> we were playing 35 years ago. Uh, the amount of stuff that you have uploaded to YouTube right now, how many hours on videotape would you say that you have in your library at home? Are you talking about stuff I've filmed? Yeah. Just in general. Well, I mean, there's 130 hours of stuff I filmed in the 80s. Okay. Uh, and that was only five years Right or six years? It's it was eighty four, late eighty four through eighty nine. Yeah. About yeah. 
Do you feel that you're a musician first or a videographer first or what as an artist, which is uh, what foot do you lead with? Well, I mean, I always considered myself a musician first. That's because back in the day when I tried to show people the videos that I'd made, yeah. in the 80s, nobody wanted to watch them. Now it's considered entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, so I don't know. You know, it seems like people are paying a lot more attention to the archiving and the video stuff that I'm doing now. Right. But, you know, I'm, I make a lot of music videos, too, for my songs, and that's how I kind of combine it together. You know, that's that's the way you, you can make it all into one so thing. So what was the inspiration for the song Donkey Kong Blues? Donkey Kong Blues. Well, Pac-Man Fever was definitely the inspiration <laughs> for that. <laughs> and that was probably the first time. It out was of like, the answer to that. That was the first time out of like all the songs I wrote where like, I always did this thing. like I'd start singing different lyrics to a yeah. song that already existed. Okay. Then you just change the melody just slightly, sure. and you have a new song. Yeah. I've been doing that all my life. Right. You and that was the first time Robin I did that. Robin Thicke <laughs> did that, too. Hold on. This is Donkey Kong Blues. Just yesterday, I went to the arcade... I knew that hundred thousand, I had it made. <laughs> then I looked and it just wasn't there. I knew that I would have to care. Okay, see that mm-hmm. one is not one of your best. Thank you. See, now I remember <laughs> what inspired that. It was what? I went to the Giant Eagle down in where the Walmart is in Bethel Park now. Uh-huh. It's still there, the Giant Eagle. Okay. Back then, every every grocery store had an arcade game. In All right, it. yeah. What's... But they took Donkey Kong out. Ah, oh. and that's why I wrote. That's that why you had the blues. What they did they put in Donkey like... Kong's place? I What's thought you got oh, Popeye. Like... They put Popeye. Yeah. Popeye was a terrible video game. What it was uh, no Donkey Kong. What song <laughs> are you most proud of? Which song am I most proud of? Right now, it's probably Peanut Butter Recall. Because that's the song where I achieved what I set out to do. I found out the peanut butter recalls were always seem to be happening. Mm-hmm. And I said, what if I made a song called Peanut Butter Recall? Right. I wrote it just for that purpose. And then when there's a peanut butter recall, that's going to be the number one search result. And I did achieve that. You cheat. That you is achieve- incredible. <laughs> you did peanut butter recall yeah. and became the like number one Google. If you, if you, well, if you type it into YouTube, it's the first thing that comes up. Well, how great is that? Here's peanut butter recall. And there's a video accompanying it. Shot on VHS. Yeah, all, sh- all your videos shot on VHS. Almost all of them. Okay. One of my favorite foods is peanut butter. I'll name every kind I've had, one after another. Oh, the video, the graphics are great. I've had chip, I've had Peter Pan, I've had Skippy, I've had Superman. Peter Pan yeah, or the Superman. Like, I don't remember there being Superman a, peanut butter. Um, well, you've got to look it up on the internet. Where yeah. did you film that video? Uh, well, that's green screen. That's a little trick we use. No, no, no. The, 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 the store you're in. Well, <laughs> that's in Shop and Save. Um, which Shop and Save was that? It was Castle Shannon, I think. But see, that's all green screen. That's actually a still photo. And then do you know how green screen works? Yeah. So you put yourself in front of it. That, well, so I love you, doing that. You stole a shopping cart? Uh, no, there's a shopping cart in, this, in the picture there. That's the only part that was actually 
a clip in there. Somebody was walking by and they got in the way. Yeah, but that's the only actual clip that you see. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's you, guerrilla filmmaking. Oh, nice. You, I mean, you could. That's like how Florida Project was done. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you could have just done peanut. Butter that was Project. made. That video was actually made by Zab. It was a local production thing, and they put together my TV show too. That was on for two years. I don't and, know if you knew about. Yeah, that. when did where did that air? It aired on fifty nine point one. Which was Cozy TV, but the that was what it was. But it was the affiliate was here was W okay. uh, EPA. All right. Well, Weird Paul, we'll have you back more often. Okay. Uh, and uh, keep us updated. Yeah, we need because yeah. I, I feel like, and I've said this for a long time that uh, uh, not enough people know about you. Well, it's uh, true. everybody in, in the in the Pittsburgh music scene knows you, but like beyond that, I feel like you know to to me you are up there with uh, Randy Land. Uh, Rick Seaback, wow, well, uh, Mr. You. Rogers, and Mr. Rogers, yeah, That's you're like the weird. I'm quiet. I'm version. pretty quiet. People, I'm yeah. Just kind well, of now how old are you too? Because you seem to be. Uh, you got a Peter Pan thing going on. I'm 47. Yeah, you look like you're wow. not 47. You I look a lot younger. Good genes here, you know. That's this yeah. runs in my family. What it, can I say? It must be listening to the <laughs> autograph. <laughs> I think it is. This it keeps you young, you know. Everybody, check out my YouTube, right? Yeah. Yes. Go. Spend, this is incredible. Yeah, you'll have so much fun. If you haven't, for some reason, known about Weird Paul, now's as good of a time as any to check it out so that when the documentary breaks big time, you can say, I knew him uh, back when. Uh, always a pleasure to see you, man. Thank and you, Randy. continued success. And uh, anytime you need anything, holler. But Val is pretty much going to keep you on speed dial, I think, in this next year because DVE is going to celebrate its 50th year in 2019. And so yeah, there'll be a lot of have... archiving going on. Exciting. Yeah. Nobody here had their bleep together ever. Uh, you have the biggest treasure trove of DVE memorabilia anywhere. <laughs> so we might need to come for uh, for some of your they records. I need to borrow some of that. Some right. of your files. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Do me one more favor before we go. Uh, pull out the year uh, 1988 and read to me the top 10 from okay. the Memorial Day top 500. Top 10 from 1988. Here we go. Uh, this was presented partly by... A certain beer here, okay. Uh, number ten, light my fire by the doors. Ah, the doors got in there. Mm-hmm. Number nine, in the air tonight by Phil Collins. Oh, nice. rogue. Yeah. Number eight, Layla, Derek, and the Dominoes. Yeah. All right. An oversight, possibly in the first year. Yeah. Seven is Freebird, Leonard Skinner. Ooh, dropped a few slots. A lot lower. Number six, another brick in the wall, part two. Boy, and it would stay there for a long time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Number five, born to run, Bruce Springsteen, and that that at that point that just became a, a thing, it, a Pittsburgh thing. It was always up there. Born to run. Yeah. yeah, it was always in the top ten after that. Yeah. Number four, Cashmere, Led Zeppelin. Ooh, oh. Cashmere making it over rock and roll. Yeah. Three, you can't always get what you want. Rolling Stones. Yeah. Number two, this is kind of a surprise to me. Lagrange, ZZ Top. Holy huh. cow! Wow. That was the that was the one to cause the arguments, and of course, number one. Yep, stairway to heaven again. <laughs> <laughs> it still tests at number one. Sure, of course yeah. it does. Weird Paul, always a pleasure, buddy. We're uh, running you. late. We went late. We notified the affiliates, but we'll be right back. And uh, stay weird, buddy. Right on.